0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and I, we came from a small town in Michigan. I've seen smaller towns, but this was pretty small. We went to a public high school, but it really kind of felt like it could have been a private Christian school in many respects. Many of my teachers attended church, and even we even had a Christian band named DC Talk come and do a, an assembly for us at the, at the school. I also remember the graduation that we had. We had a baccalaureate. Does anybody know what a baccalaureate is? Yeah, a baccalaureate is like a Christian sermon of a farewell for graduating students. We had that in my high school gym. Even though we were a public school, I say all of this to say that we were pretty sheltered from people or ideas that were against Christianity. Now, even if people didn't believe, and there were some, they treated our beliefs with respect. Now, for my brothers, it didn't change for me, I went to a Christian college, but for my brothers, this changed when they went to college. I remember my brother Jordan. He's like the nicest guy you can ever imagine. Like, real, he's a real nice guy. And I remember my brother Jordan was assigned to write a paper for this philosophy class. In this paper, they wanted him to presuppose that Christianity was false. And he decided to challenge his paper. Or Professor, (laughs) to challenge his professor with a paper that used Christianity as a way to understand how the world works. His professor was not happy, but he passed him because the paper was written well. Now, why am I saying all of this? Well, many of you have been at Purdue for a while. And you may have noticed that all not, or not all of your teachers or fellow students think very highly of your beliefs. In fact, some people at your school may teach that Christianity is a problem and not a solution. Some people probably have passed along that Christian, Christian beliefs are oppressive to others. And those of you who are just starting out, you may end up having some of the same experiences. I remember talking to one young man who came in, and he said that I believed really strongly in God before I got here. And he said that all of his professors were telling him that the God that he believed in was not real. He said it was like presupposed. Now, I don't want to say all professors are like that. We've had some very faithful and strong-believing professors that have come here and worship here each and every week. We have coaches that worship here. So it's not all, but some. Now, in this context, you could be tempted to wonder, is Jesus the only way to heaven? And you may be tempted to ask, Lord, Will those who are saved be few? You're not the only people to ask this question. In our gospel lesson, someone asked Jesus the question, Lord, will those who are saved be few? Now, we don't know the motive of this question, but some can use that question as a basis for saying, well, there must be many ways to heaven, or all roads must lead to to heaven. Or, the person may be concerned as the numbers that were following Jesus began to decrease. And they did. At one point, there was over 5,000 men, not including women and children, that were gathered around following Jesus from town to town. By the end, do you know how many people were following Jesus as the persecution began? There was four, the Apostle John and three women, maybe four women, were at the feet of Jesus' cross. You'd start to wonder, "Is this it?" Now Jesus answers this question with something very peculiar. He doesn't say, yes, there will be many, or uh, no, there's actually going to be 850. You know, he doesn't give a number. He answers them in this way. He said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter, and they will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door... And you began to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us. He will answer you. I do not know where you come from. At this point, Jesus doesn't tell us if there will be few or many in heaven. But his answer does imply this. You should not worry about who will be in heaven. Just make sure that you are. Now you might think, but I thought I was supposed to worry about others and spread God's word. Well, we do want others in heaven. And so does Jesus. But let me describe it to you this way. How many of you have ever ever flown on an airplane Yeah, most everybody. Now, right before you go up, maybe as you're taxiing to take off, the flight attendant begins to give safety instructions. And there's one part that they always mention. In case of an emergency, oxygen masks will drop down. And they tell you this. Now, be sure to put on your oxygen mask after you get everybody else's on. No, that's not what they say. You guys got to pay attention to these people. (laughs) No, they tell you put on your oxygen mask first. And then if there are those around you who are struggling, you can help them out with theirs. Why is that? Let's say you have a family with you. And you try to get everybody else's on. You may not be able to get to your last child Because you're running out of breath and you pass out. And then your child is hurt and you are hurt. But if you, knowing how to do it, quickly put on your mask, then you can help those in need. With Christianity, Jesus lets us know we cannot bear good fruit for our neighbor unless what? We abide in him first. We can't be we can't fill somebody else's cup unless our cup is running over. We are not to worry about everybody else before we first confess our sins and receive Jesus. Then when Jesus saves us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, we want to tell others where they can be cleaned. Then when we receive food from heaven from the Lord's supper, we can tell others who are spiritually hungry where we where our needs were met. Then, when we hear the words, I forgive you all of your sins, we want to forgive other people who have sinned against us. If we don't have these things first, we have nothing to give the world that so desperately needs to be saved, just like us. Jesus goes on to share that our saving isn't just about being a part of a community of believers. It's about personally believing in Him who the Father has sent. He says about those outside the kingdom on the last day, they're going to say, Well, we ate and drank in your presence. We ate and drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. I even went to that church a couple times. But he will say, I tell you, I don't know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you, when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. We can't rest on the fact of where we came from or which church we belong to. We can't say, well, I've been a Lutheran all my life, so you should let me in, Jesus. The only thing that matters is this that we know him. And how do we know him? We abide in his word. His word reveals to us who he is. It delivers him to us. Jesus said, whenever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. We began our service in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. My friends, Jesus is here right now. And why is he here? He's here to seek, to save the lost, to give himself to you. Now as you go through this school year, I want you to know that you are not alone. If people challenge your belief in Jesus, do not be afraid. Nothing in all of creation can separate you from the love that God has for you in Christ Jesus. The cross and death couldn't even separate him from you. You were on this side of death and the cross stood between you and God's love. And Jesus went there. Bible says that he was whipped for us. By his wounds, we are healed. Why? Because God so loves you. And he rose again to be united with you. And each and every week, Jesus still comes to you in word and sacrament when you've done things that you wished you wouldn't have done he will say i forgive you all of your sins and when you have moments of doubt he will say to you take eat take drink i'm here for you and when you feel like you don't even know who you really are anymore, he will remind you, you are my child. You are all sons of God through faith, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. You are a child of God, my friends. And when you wonder what truth really is, he will say, I am the truth. I have come to bear witness to the truth and all who are of the truth hear my voice. And even when you feel like you don't need him this school year, that will happen too. Jesus is here to fill those needs that you didn't even realize you had. Jesus finished his answer to the person's question with these words. And people will come from east and from west, from north and from south, and they will recline at the kingdom, at the table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. God calls people from every nation on earth to Himself through the death and resurrection of Jesus. People from all nations are baptized into His work for them on the cross. You know, in your baptism, you were united to the greatest act of love ever accomplished. In your baptism, you were crucified with him so that you might be united with him in a resurrection like his. The greatest act of love that ever happened, God dying for the world, touched you. If it has not yet touched you, talk to me. I would love to share with you all about it. The Bible says that there will be a multitude in heaven that no one can count. But if there is only one who is not there, that is too many. Because God wills that all people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. So I pray that each one of you this school year would never forget whose you are in Christ. You are God's child, forgiven and fully righteous. And as his child, I pray that you would abide in Jesus by coming here to the divine service so that your faith in God would be strengthened and that your love for others would then be increased. Jesus will carry you and more through that narrow door. That's what he came to do. He came to seek and to save the lost. And now may the peace of Christ and his work for you keep you in him until he returns for you. Amen.